0: The Blast From Our Past Network. Hello and welcome to The Blast From Our Past Podcast. We're the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more. All from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. And I'm Adam. And today we have another album review for you. Um, This is an interesting one. This is actually not an album I was wholly familiar with, Bits and Pieces, because it was not an album I kind of grew up listening to, but uh, uh, Mr. Adam, I'm pretty sure this was your pick, wasn't it?
1: Uh, Yes, it was. I'm Excitedly, this was my pick, (laughs) because this was an (laughs) album that I listened to heavily in my high school days. You were already gone to college by this point, Uh, but I absolutely listened to this one yeah, it came out when I was in high school.
0: So, um, we had another album scheduled. Uh, we had a, a patron pick, and then the patron decided they wanted to pick a different type of episode, not the the album one. So I texted Adam and said, "Hey, a lot of the a lot of the last one albums we've done have been ones that I've picked because I put them on the schedule. So I thought it was due time that we had one that um, that you know that you were really excited for, and you did not hesitate. No, uh, you came back." Uh ready like this is the one I want to do. We're going to do this one. So all right. Uh we are going to be talking about the uh self-titled and debut album Tenacious D. That's right.
1: D. Uh yeah. Tenacious <laughs> D. This album um yeah, it means a, means a lot to me honestly. Well, we also hadn't done like a comedy album in a while. Even though we just we had just recently released our Metallica album, we've you know we had some metal in it, and there's some medical metal influences. At least they sing about metal a lot. Mm-hmm. They don't. The style's not always metal in here. Right. But the last we did we did a Weird Al Yankovic a long a while ago, and so I right. kind of felt like okay, there's really there's two like high school albums for me uh, that came out when I was in high school that mean a lot. One of them is um, a new metal album, and so I was like, okay, I don't need to have that one right next to Metallica, but this mm-hmm. comedy album is one that was huge for me. Me and my friends listened to this album and, and joked about it so much, uh, that it it kind of, it, it, it really, I listened to it a lot that I would say if there's one album that most, that is most responsible for the way I am, (laughs) it's this, this, this album, like seriously, this humor is right up my fucking alley. (laughs)
0: See and I think the reason that this album did not really land with me initially at least back then I was actually never a big Jack Black fan. Okay. I didn't particularly like his movies. Yeah. I mean a lot of a lot of the stuff he was in it was not really anything I liked. At, I didn't like, you know. At this time
1: I only I only kind of really Now maybe maybe in 2001 when this came out um I'm trying to think. He was in High Fidelity. But yeah, Jack Black, probably probably after this album, he kind of really blew up with Shallow Hal um, right. and and other stuff like that. Uh, Nacho Libre, I'm not really a big fan of, but other stuff like that. I mean, I remember him most from High Fidelity. Uh, he was also in The Jackal, if you remember that movie. Mm, um,
0: I remember that it was a thing. I never saw it, though.
1: Oh, okay. I like it, actually, quite a bit. It was the Bruce Willis film. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he he he, he actually had a TV show, so before this, so in like the late 90s, there was a short-lived H uh, HBO television series, um, that was uh, him and Kyle Gass, and the majority of the songs on this album were actually previously performed on that show.
0: Okay, what was the show called?
1: Oh fuck, if I remember, that would have been smart <laughs> to look up, right? <laughs> uh, let's see, uh, their television series was called Tenacious D. Doesn't that make oh. sense? Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. So yes. So so the D has been around. It was from back in nineteen ninety seven, seven. That is HBO series. So like this this stuff, a lot of it came from there. So yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the album. It mm-hmm. came out September twenty fifth, two thousand one, recorded in Los Angeles and uh, put out on Epic on the Epic label. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was produced by a couple, or a couple, uh, by a couple of guys called the Dust Brothers.
1: Yes. They're pretty big producers.
0: Yeah. Um, they are known for a lots of different stuff throughout the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, um, and they were kind of mostly known for their sort of sample-based music, kind of technological guys, but they did mm. work on stuff like Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys, Okay, uh, Beck's Odelay. And Umbop by Hanson. <laughs> wow, I didn't know uh, that's funny. Um, among some other, you know, some other stuff, and you know, so uh, these guys were definitely well known. Uh, there's two guys named uh, Easy Mike and King Gizmo, who are actually <laughs> Michael Sampson and John King. Mm-hmm. Let's see here the personnel on the list jack black and kyle gas are tenacious d mm-hmm. um and they had several uh, other guys uh doing their i'm just gonna list just a few names real quick just uh, steve mcdonald warren fitzgerald page mcdonald alfredo ortiz woody jackson um and then the the dust brothers themselves i think actually did some stuff mm-hmm. but the most notable guest performer I don't know. He must have been a fan of the show because I don't know how in the world they got him on here. I do, I do, I do know the story because I read. Okay, it. Uh, and I believe around the time that one of these songs came out, or at least when the video came out, this guy had a top. I don't know if it was a top ten hit or he had like a top forty hit from three different bands all at the <laughs> same time. Wow! Uh, and that is. Uh the rock god himself yeah. and i th- i think at this point it's fair to call him that yep uh dave grohl yeah there's there's no
1: one that in i'd say in today's modern music r- is a bigger rock influence or a bigger rock god than dave grohl like he's going to go yeah. down you know when you go back and you think of some of like those those rock gods the i don't know maybe like the jimmy page um the even like the Freddie mercury's like those rock Dave Grohl is such a big advocate for rock mm. music, and I don't think I don't think anyone has done more for rock music over the last twenty plus years than Dave Grohl has.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's probably the last of the rock gods, yeah. of the modern rock gods. Absolutely, I would say. he's the last of the modern ones. Yep. Um, did you see the uh, the Sound City I documentary? Did.
1: Yeah, I have it. I I uh, I bought it. I listened to it. It's or not listened to it. I watched it. Uh, it's really yeah. really well done.
0: It is. I actually watched it. For the second time the other day um okay. i myself am kind of going through a, a little bit of a new journey i am currently not teaching but i'm going back to school i've probably mentioned this before mm-hmm. uh for basically recording engineering is is sort of the it's not what they're it's not what it's labeled as but that's essentially what it is and it's funny like having started i'm only just starting this so i'm still like i'm still learning a lot of stuff mm-hmm. but like I have a whole new appreciation for everything they talk about in that documentary. Cool. And they talk about some amazing bands and stuff like that, but...
1: Yeah, and it's all about it's, this soundboard. Like this one yes. soundboard has done so much amazing tracks on it, and so it's really cool.
0: Yeah. And it's funny, like it's, it's one of those things where if you go into a studio that has a giant soundboard and you see it, I mean, it looks like an airport cockpit. It looks like one mm-hmm. of the most intimidating things in the world. But like anything else, once you break it down to its you know smallest component it actually starts to make a lot of sense Mm -hmm. so anyway we'll get off that and uh let's get back into the album because we got a lot of tracks to talk about yeah there are 21 tracks on this album now granted close to half of them are just skits
2: (laughs) yes
1: yeah there's a lot of skits i mean it's a comedy album so they have a comedy album
0: um and i probably won't be playing any of the skits that's fine um but uh we'll definitely talk about the skits when we get to each one but uh uh, i'll just focus uh, kind of on the music and stuff uh all right adam uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add before we really get into the album
1: yeah i've got a, a couple things okay um so this album it um, it took four years, but it did achieve platinum status, so it has sold over mm-hmm. a million copies. Uh, it peaked at number 33 on the Billboard 200. Uh, the drum tracks were recorded at Neil Diamond's Archangel Studios in Los Angeles. You mentioned it was recorded in Los Angeles. They're apparently able to use that Neil Diamond Studios because um, he had just appeared with Jack Black in the film Silver Saving Silverman. And so he kind of had mm. that connection to Jack Black because Jack Black's character was a Neil Diamond cover singer in that movie. Um, also, the, the, uh, the cover art. So the cover art is very, very tenacious D. It's basically there's a Satan behind him or a demon or something behind him where mm. him and Kyle or Jack Black and Kyle Gass are naked with guitars covering themselves. It's actually very reminiscent of um, tarot cards of a devil tarot card kind of look to it. And due to the satanic nature of the cover, the album was briefly recalled from stores that they they (laughs) didn't want to. Like part of me is like, really? Calm your, calm your shit down people. You don't see nothing. Um, So as I mentioned, this was, this one was a big one for me and my friends. We absolutely loved it when it came out and, and when some of the music videos came out that I'll talk about, but I wanted to add, I met the D. Did so you really? I did. So back when I was working for FBE, uh, which is a YouTube company that I was working for for about three years, uh, we had a an episode where we had our reactors meet the D, or meet Tenacious D. And so... Uh, they came in for filming and I was basically like I was talking to the supervising producer and I was like, hey, just so you know, I'm going to come in on the shoot and I'm going to introduce myself to them. And he was like, <laughs> that's fine. Whatever. I mean, one, I was I was the head of post. Uh, I was the director right. of post production. So, you know, if it was like an assistant editor, you probably would. not I, I at least had enough weight to kind of throw around being like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to talk to them. <laughs> so kind of like when I when I went in and, and met Rob Paulson, because I was like, yeah, hey, I'm going to go in and I'm going to meet Rob Paulson. Um, right. But. Yeah, so uh, they kind of they were kind of doing a thing where they were surprising people. You know, they were asking them, "Oh, what's your famous your favorite Tenacious D song?" And then Jack Black and uh, Kyle Gass would come out with an acoustic guitar, singing whatever their favorite song was, and right. kind of a surprise. Um, but so they were kind of behind this curtain, and I just went back ba- behind there. and I was just kind of watching them do it. And then when there was a little break, I just kind of went up to Jack Black and Kyle. was like, "Hey, hey guys, I just have to tell you." your music is fantastic. It's, it's just been so much fun for me. And they were super sweethearts about it. Like they mm-hmm. were both just super nice guys. And I just had to, had to call that out. I mean, I didn't, I didn't talk to him for all of like that one minute, but, right. um, they were just, they were just very gracious and <clears throat> super nice about the whole thing. So I was really, it was really awesome to very briefly meet them.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Uh- I did have a, uh, I had a, a former student who I've kind of kept in touch with because she was a drummer, and she mm-hmm. can, she continued to play drums outside of high school. She was in a band for a while, okay. and at one point, her band opened up for Kyle Gass' band. He's a, oh, little, okay. he's a little solo band. So she's got, she had a lot of stories of, of, of that, kind of meeting him backstage and that sort of thing mm-hmm. on that show. And cool. he, yeah, he, she said he was a super nice guy.
1: Awesome. It's good to hear.
0: Uh, all right. Well, let's let's dive into this monster. <laughs> yes.
1: A big, beefy, sausagey monster to start us off with.
0: <laughs> all right, and we're going to start off with an appropriately named song based on what you just said because it just dawned on me that you were, le- you were yeah. leading me into that. <laughs> I was that trying and I to didn't take like the you bait, John. You are trying to set me up, and I didn't take the bait. <laughs> Our first song is called Kielbasa.
2: I love you, baby, but all I can think about is Kielbasa sausage. Your butt <laughs> cheese is I, I check my this You need lubrication, honey. My kielbasa sausage has just got to perform. Now get it on.
0: So um, I know you're going to have a lot more to say about this album than I am, so I'm going to kind of <laughs> keep a lot of my thoughts short and sweet. Okay. I definitely think you get a sense for what this album is going to be right out of the gate. <laughs> yes, you
1: do. <laughs> Immediately.
0: Uh, you get the vibe and... I will I I will say that I'm going to go ahead and just say this right about. I think that uh, these two gentlemen are fantastic musicians. I love the way that a lot of their songs are constructed, harmonically, melodically, all of that stuff. I think they I think they definitely have a good sense of musical structure and harmony and all of that stuff. And I appreciate it despite the kind of dumbass lyrics that come out <laughs> yeah. a lot of the time. So I, I'm just going to kind of start with that. This one is, this is uh, this is one of the songs that I wouldn't say I particularly liked, but the hook gets stuck in my head. It got stuck in my head quite a bit after I listened to it. Okay. <laughs> Your butt so, cheeks is warm. That yeah. part?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, that part. Yeah. Yeah, this song is about two words, and that's anal sex. Um, <laughs> so... When you look at the album cover, I kind of mentioned that already, you know that little corner that says parental advisory, explicit content that was really, really meant for this album. Like for sure, (laughs) this is, this is an explicit album, 120 bajillion percent. Um, and I love that. I mean, (laughs) it's so silly. It's so stupid, but it's the kind of adult humor that I, I was really obviously getting into, uh, when I was in high school. There's some interesting things with like this song particularly. They mention Dianetics. I don't you know for I really don't know why, um but it's kind of, which is <laughs> Dianetics is the the basis for like Scientology. Yeah. Stuff. Um they also talk about Krishna. <laughs> Dianetics do you much better than Krishna. I'm not sure I'm not sure if they're making I imagine they're making fun of both of those things just because it's they're all tying it into a song about your kielbasa sausage with the warm <laughs> butt cheeks. <laughs> so, it's you don't take any of this stuff as you know, it's all a real grain of salt. It's just like they say weird shit. It's yeah. stupid, it's funny. This song actually has
0: some funk to it. I kind of like that. And that's what, that's what I'm talking about. Like I really like like yeah. the, the, how they write their music. Their songs yeah. are catchy. Yeah, and their voices are good. They
1: sing well together. Mm-hmm. Jack Black, I think, and we'll mention it probably throughout some couple different episodes or a couple different songs. Has a good voice. He has a oh, yeah. good like melodic uh tone to his voice so i I like it but this song it rocks it's fucking tnt it's a good song
0: yeah Uh, all right let's move on to the next track which is actually a skit uh just titled one note song uh so i have to say uh, this skit did not make me laugh at (laughs) all (laughs) no in fact i'm pretty sure halfway through it i skipped i skipped ahead to the next track because i was like i this 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 is stupid
1: as a, as a as a songwriter yourself i can imagine you would take this as not very not very serious onto how to well, write a real song
0: well i mean i i appreciate minimalism as much as it probably more so than the next man i actually really enjoy sort of the minimalist music yeah. uh, sort of like the steve reich and and you know some of those guys would you call this minimalist john cuz they even have the little bendy in the middle
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: Yes, I mean it's it's and that's the other thing. It it once as soon as they bent the note, it is no longer a one note (laughs) song.
1: True, you're right. Yeah, there's a whole like exactly it goes off that spectrum. There's
0: a yes, there's at least two, and Mm -hmm. all of the all of the frequencies in between those two notes that got hit. (laughs) So yeah, that that didn't particularly like this one. Yeah, um, do you know what that note was? No, I didn't bother to find out.
1: I I didn't know. Is it I, a D? It, I'm assuming. I would I would assume it's a D as well. <laughs> the okay. D. Um, I will say at the end of this little skit, you know, they're Jack, They're kind of battling as to who wrote the song, and Jack Black goes, "Yes, I, you know, I even did the Betty. Oh, damn, you're right. That's right. I win one to nothing. I will I will still kind of use the I win one to nothing every now and then. Just kind of makes me happy."
0: Uh, let's move on to the next one, which is probably their I would, I would well I was gonna say their biggest one off of the album, but I don't know. I don't <laughs> N- know. If neither of be... them actually
1: charted in America. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> not, no, they didn't none of them hit the US chart. Yeah, well, so. Yeah. I
0: out of all of them out of all the, the sort of released singles, I guess, out of this uh album, this is the one I only this is the only one I remember the uh, uh video for.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough.
0: Uh and that is Adam. It's it's not the greatest song in the world but it is a tribute.
2: Well me and Kyle we looked at each other and we each said okay and we played the first thing that came to our heads just so happened to be
0: again really smart songwriting mm-hmm. like just the the musicality is it's actually getting me like I'm I find myself I found myself going back and listening to a few extra songs again because I really like what they did with the harmonies with the songwriting this was part this was one of them out of the three sort of the big 3 and on this album I think the ones who got re- released as singles yeah this is my least favorite of them oh really yeah interesting yeah, I
1: mean, it's definitely, it's it's in my top, it's in my top three. Um, yeah, I was probably, I'd probably say it's my third favorite on the album. But, yeah, this the you're right, the, the musicality in this song, it really just shows how skilled they really are mm-hmm. at music in general. This one itself is, when you listen to it, it's obviously about saving the world from a demon. Um, they're playing the best song in the world to kind of, um, you know, stop that even. Very reminiscent of the Devil Went Down to Georgia. Yeah, it's exactly kind of what it is. Um, but you know, the whole the whole thing is like, okay, this isn't the best song in the world. But at the same time, you're kind of like, damn, it kind of is the best song in the world. It's it's really fucking awesome. <laughs> so, I don't know what happened. But... It's so fun. Uh, in an interview, the band claimed that the inspiration from the song came after Jack Black p- played Metallica's One for Kyle Gass, describing it as the best song in the world, leading to a failed attempt uh, to write an even better song, like they were trying to do one and they couldn't do it. Um, just And then they discussed the meaningless of labeling any song, the best song in the world. Um, right. But, and then at the same time, in their TV show, they played this song, the uh, Tribute, and they had a little sketch kind of with it where they kind of meeting the, a demon. Um, but there's an interlude in the middle of the song where Kyle Gass is actually playing... Not, then it's not in this album version, but it's in the mm-hmm. TV version where he's playing uh, the acoustic portion of Stairway to Heaven. So it's kind of like them alluding to Stairway to Heaven is the greatest song in the world that they right. played for the for the demon. And then in the movie Pick of Destiny, they also, again, do this kind of thing. Uh, they don't play the song Tribute in it, but there's a whole encounter where Satan comes and they play. It's during the song called a uh, boss, but there's a portion in that where they're going, we are the D, we are the D we are the D, we are the D, are the D. Uh, this kind of thing, where they're playing and then Satan kind of gets pulled back into hell so maybe that portion of that song is the greatest song in the world so it's kind of hard to tell which one um, what they're but again, they're not really alluding to any of them it's all bullshit, it's just a funny, funny song right. so you mentioned the music video what do you yes. remember about the music video? I remember Dave Grohl being in the music video that's right, he played the uh he played the demon <laughs> Yep. The same. He actually also reprised that role because because he played Satan in the Pick of De- Destiny as well, with a little ah. bit better of a suit than he had in the music video. <laughs> right. They had more money. Yeah. Um, and actually, the music video and their movie uh, Pick of Destiny was both directed by the same guy, Liam Lynch. Um, but yeah, I remember the music video. It started off, they were kind of in like this karaoke booth in a mall, uh, and they were just kind of playing this song that was amazing, and they couldn't really then remember what was the greatest song in the world and all that kind of shit. <laughs> But yeah, you see the story happening. It's fun. It's it's stupid. Ben Stiller actually makes a cameo in that as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, he just walks by. Really, that's all it is. He walks by. <laughs> um, and and because of the whole... Oh, you mentioned... We mentioned Dave Grohl. So how he found Tenacious D, they mm-hmm. were playing a gig in the Viper Room in LA, uh-huh. and he happened to be like in the audience, or he happened to be there. He heard them. They became friends and started talking and stuff like that. Um, you may... May or may not remember in the uh, Foo Fighters song, um, is it "Given to Fly"? It's one. It's one where learn they learn to have, fly. Learn to fly. Thank you. That they do in the uh, uh, "Given to Fly" is a Pearl Jam song. But yeah, learn to fly, where the music video is them like on a plane, and there's just and and the Foo Fighters are all playing like five different parts. Yeah, yeah. There is their cameos of both Kyle Gass and Jack Black. They're playing. They play uh, like these custodians or whatever that are kind of cleaning up the plane or oh. whatever and they hide like this in the long version of it they hide like these drugs in the coffee and then people <laughs> like drink the drugs and that's why shit gets really weird in the music video later on <laughs> so but they but they they have cameos on that on and their music videos as well so okay so yeah that's cool um I, I i adore this song and i also love like the silliness and they do it through a couple different songs on this album where they just use they use made-up lyrics, like where they go,
0: go go You know what I'm talking
2: about? Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That, and that's what I'm talking about. That that part is so well written musically that if you actually yeah. put, like, uh, to me, what makes, uh, and uh, I'm gonna get, this was something I was actually thinking about. I was gonna say this a second ago, and this is also why I think Weird Al works mm-hmm. as a just as as. You know, as a musical concept, if they're not taking the music part seriously, it the songs don't work. Mm, Yeah. And if because then they just become like slapsticky sounding, and it's just stupid. Yeah. If basically, if you can you can take any of like their original songs, and with original I really mean like with Weird Al, because he mostly does parodies. Um, But if, if you take their songs and actually you could turn them into serious songs if you change the lyrics and that what is what makes them such good memorable songs is because the song itself is good they're just putting their silly what is it with you and the dice
1: I don't know I'm playing with it <laughs> sorry uh,
0: they're putting their sil- sort of silly spin on the lyrics but the songs the actual construction of the songs themselves are good and amazing yep um, and I think the most evident uh, song of that is the next one mm-hmm. which is called Wonder Boy mm-hmm. High above the mucky muck,
2: castle made of clouds. There sits Wonder Boy, sitting oh so proudly. Not much.
0: This one is, I think, their best crafted song mm. on this entire album.
1: Yeah, I, I could it's agree not with that. my
0: favorite song. Okay, but I think it's the best crafted song musically speaking on this entire album. Harmonies are amazing. Um, the The format, the structure of the song is really, really good. Normally, I don't particularly like parts where like somebody's talking over, but it kind of works with what they're doing. And the yeah, you know, like I said. This is one of the few that I've actually found myself, because I actually did not like this song at all when I first heard it growing up Okay. in college. But this last time listening to it, I did go back and actually listen to Wonder Boy a couple more times because I really like the way they structured the song.
1: Yeah, and I would, I would agree in that this is probably, yes, the, the best crafted song out of everything. I love it, and it is the one that I probably I listen to most. It's not my favorite, actually. But I probably Mm -hmm. the one I listen to most probably because of exactly that. I can put this one in a playlist with other songs and it works well. A lot Mm -hmm. of these other ones, including my favorite, it doesn't fit as well with other like real songs, if you know what I mean by that. (laughs) But yeah. So uh, a lot of fun. Like this is actually this is actually probably the song that I heard first. It was the second single from the album. But this is probably the one that I heard first. The music video is fan Fucking tastic. It was directed by Mike or by uh, Spike Jones, a uh, mm. pro- very prolific music video director. It's very yeah. fantasy epic. It actually looks very Game of Thrones esque if you look at it. It's just basically <laughs> Jack Black with a big fucking like coat, you know, big coat and a sword and other shit, you know. And, and the lyrics lend themselves to you know, very superhero stuff. And it turns right. out that it's, it's him and Kyle Gass that they're <laughs> they have these superpowers. It's just, again, it's silly, it's ridiculous, but it's fun. I, I mm. you know I love the the lines, you know, that's telekinesis, Kyle. How about the power to move you? Like, <laughs> stupid, but because it moves you in in a couple different ways. You know, it's yeah. just ah, it's fun. It's fun. They know how to craft stuff. You're right. I, I
0: I definitely agree. This is definitely a uh, a well crafted song and one I can actually see myself going back to listen to again. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's awesome to hear. Uh, all right. So then we uh, the next one we have is another <laughs> skit simply called the hard fucking you like that you like that <laughs> it's just kind of a, a, a you know just them kind of you know talking it's, it's a setup for the next song slow down I'm gonna spurt <laughs> yeah. that, I mean, all this, right, that part made me giggle this is yeah this is this is my
1: humor John this is this is really the more and more I listen to it I'm more like yeah this is this is why I am fucking me like this, this kind of album and how much it, it came about, about during like my very formative early high school years yeah. Yeah, (laughs) This is it, man.
0: Uh, All right, I'm just going to jump us into the next song because that's really what it leads us into, uh, which this is my favorite song on the album, and it is so because um, pretty much this was the only song I liked Mm. off this album when it first came out. I I, I didn't like anything else. We actually used to play this song on the bus heading to um, uh, Georgia Bulldog Away Games when I was in the (laughs) marching band. They would play it on the drum, on the drum bus. So they we, we we used to tell people, if you were easily offended, don't get on the drum bus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, like, well, that,
1: drummers, man, I, drummers are always
0: like... We're weird. I don't want to say the worst, but they're the worst. <laughs> they're the, yeah, we're the worst. We really are the worst. <laughs> uh that is the song, Fuck Her Gently.
2: You don't... Always have to fuck her hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. Sometimes you got to make some love and fucking give her some smooches too. Sometimes you got to squeeze. Sometimes you got to say please. Sometimes you got to say hey, I'm gonna fuck you. Softly I'm gonna screw you gently. I'm gonna hump you sweetly. I'm gonna ball you discreetly. And then you say, "Hey, I brought you
0: flowers." and then you I, say, I think at the uh, at the base of it, this it's a really sweet love song. It's a beautiful song. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yeah, honestly. I mean, I, 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 can, I can see, you know, being a, a, guy in college and having a date over and playing this song for her, and yeah, probably not working. But you know, no, 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 <laughs> not at trying all. to give you some good advice. Yeah, eh, I'm not sure it really works that way. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the advice is good. The yes. delivery method is questionable.
1: Yeah. You're right. Very true. You know what? Sometimes they are correct. Sometimes you got to squeeze. Sometimes you got to say, say please. Sometimes you just gotta. <laughs> Fuck her hard, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta fuck her <laughs> gently, yeah. Um, this is actually a song I've done on karaoke before, but only when it's like adults only karaoke. Right. This is a gr- this is a perfect song for adults only character karaoke because you actually don't really need to sing perfectly for it. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't have to sing well. I mean, now he's a good singer. Jack Black is good, but like to get the joke of the song and that kind of stuff, you don't have to. It's just funny. Uh, I mean without question my favorite line is what's your favorite uh, what's your favorite position that's cool with me it's not my favorite but I'll do it for you uh, what's your favorite dish I'm not gonna cook it but I'll order it from Zanzibar like they're just silly man it's it's yeah yeah but again good advice <laughs> sometimes sometimes you gotta do positions you don't care for but the ladies like it you know
0: well and I like that he didn't to make it rhyme with dish he just called it position position yeah. What's your favorite position? Uh yeah. Uh
1: this one actually had a music video. Oh, did it re- did it really? It did. It's really hard to find the music video. Oh wow. Because it's been pretty much, I don't know, taken off of everything. It's very um crude. So I it would was Imagine. Yes. It was done uh in animation style by John Crickfalusi, the creator of Ren and Stimpy. No, oh. so it's got a lot of that vulgar Ren and Stimpy like look to it, mm-hmm. um, and Jack Black and Kyle Gass are like little little Cupids, little cherubs in it, um, you know, fucking this kind of demon girl and other shit like that. It's it's silly. I did find it, but it's funny. I mean, if you like the style, it's it's it's. I don't know. It's not like super worth your time to find it, but it's still <laughs> it's still fine. And I thought it was kind of kind of funny because I you know Ren and Stimpy. So I right. like appreciate that, but yeah, the song it is—it's a good like. If you have a, the drum bus, if you have a bunch of like bros who like this kind of humor together, yeah, they they'll sing it together
0: and it's fun. Yeah, and they'll belt, especially the ending. I'm gonna
2: fuck it... you hard.
0: Sorry,
1: <laughs> you're right. It is. I I that's I enjoy that shit.
0: It was a very uh, explosive note there, Adam. <laughs> it was. And I think that's going to lead us into our our next song called Explosivo. all right so pretty much everything from here on out for me is okay oh <laughs> we're done we're six tracks we, we, into a 21 we, track we, album <laughs> we peaked already for me and i'm um uh-huh. you know i'm spent uh, i came i'm, I'm yeah. good yeah exactly oh, gonna <laughs> spurt <laughs> yeah um you know but like i said you know the way he writes the songs I you know I, I really like his guitar work and all that stuff that part is fine nothing in any of the lyrics in this stuff is gonna really caught me okay. at least at least this time around especially okay. not this one so
1: this is definitely a kind of it's gonna be a nice hard rocking song mm-hmm. um I I really enjoy that so you know more more of those kind of interesting demon <laughs> you know uh, lyrics and stuff like that I've never liked where the song goes at the end, it kind of gets into like, you know, I don't know, turns into a demon and all this kind of weird shit. And it mm-hmm. just, it falls apart at the end, but <laughs> I really like like the first half of this song. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually, I think it's a lot of fun and I wish they would have made like a full song of, of it. Just of the first gil- part. Yes. Of just like a, that first part and, and kind of where it leads. And then when he kind of turns into the demon and they kind of have this whole whatever at the end, it's meh for me. Mm-hmm. Um, But I, I really do appreciate the, exactly the earlier parts of it. I saw, I saw this on Wikipedia. I don't know how it makes any sense, but on <laughs> Wikipedia it said Exposivo was in, originally intended as a tribute to Kurt Cobain. No idea how. No yeah. idea why. Um, but, okay. Just throwing that out there because it's, it's said a thing. I couldn't find any other like backup information on that, so,
0: eh. Yeah. Uh, and that actually kind of leads us into the next song, which is a tribute to mm-hmm. a... Uh, a rocker uh, called
2: Dio. Dio has rocked for a long, long time. Now it's time for him to pass the torch. He has songs of wildebeest and angels. He has soared on the wings of a demon. It's time-
0: So the, the, thing, the interesting thing to me is, I would have expected a song dedicated to Dio to sound like Dio's music.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not really. Anything. It doesn't really and sound like Dio's
0: music, but
1: much other st- other things on the album are a little bit more Dio-esque. At least, definitely lyrics-wise. Yeah. So. so. Uh, and Dio, for a lot of people, Dio is a metal. I don't know if I'd call him a metal god, but for a lot of people, he probably is. He was a front man. Front man for uh, old school metal groups like uh, Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Um, his own band Dio and uh, Black Sabbath after Ozzy left. Yeah. So his lyrics, and I think it's very telling that he must have been an influence on them. Dio is all about fantasy. Like he talks, yeah. he's talking about like the metal fantasy, like you know the dragons and the 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 unicorns, all the, like the crazy whatever crazy fantasy shit. That's what he wrote about, and 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 so obviously they kind of have those those influences in their own writing, and though even though they're ripping on him. It still is like a, a tribute to him. They, still, right. they appreciate him, yeah. but like the, the whole thing is, he's too old for rock. Um, you know, <laughs> get out of there so we can come in. And I and I I don't know. It's kind of it's funny. It's
0: just silly. And Dio apparently, if I'm remembering this correctly, Dio uh, claims to be the originator of the finger devil horns.
1: Oh, really? Okay. You know what? I think yes. I heard that as well. That makes sense. Which.
0: It still bugs me, and I, this is a stupid thing to get it bent over about. But whenever I see people who kind of do like the, they want to do the metal sign, and they, yeah, so they the do the I love you sign. Yeah. The thumb like, out. The thumb out. That is not the sign. No. That is the I love you. Exactly. It, it's thumb in, just the pinky and first finger. Um, it's the devil, it's, baby. <laughs> and it, it, it originally, like, the way he did it was with sort of like mm. making a face with the fingers. Yeah. Yep. So. But nowadays, you see people doing it on either side. But yeah, so, so uh,
1: apparently or reportedly, Dio did approve of the song, <laughs> and even though they're kind of like making fun of how old he is and whatnot, and he let Tenacious D appear uh, in a video for him called uh, "Push." So you know, there, there's they were they had good um, uh, relationship. Nice, uh, yeah, and Dio did appear in their film "Pick of Destiny," playing himself. Okay, so. it's all
0: good. Yeah I, would, yeah, I would only expect Dio to play himself. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he can. He's <laughs> no one else. <laughs> uh, all right, and then we come to a skit, which is actually the only skit I remembered. Uh. Uh, but before going back to listen to this album called uh, "Designated Inward Singing," I, I I think just sort of the whole inward singing thing kind of just stuck with me. Uh-huh. Also, I'm I never I never tried to do the inward singing thing. But I did try to teach myself how to do inward whistling. Yeah. Which I can do a little bit.
1: Yeah. I I, I have I've done that. I have I have practiced inward singing just for like shits and giggles. Right. Um it doesn't say, it does not sound any better. Just like Kyle <laughs> Gass says, it does, doesn't really sound as good.
2: No. <laughs> but Jack Black really
1: is Jack Black is so enthusiastic about it, yeah. you know. That's what that's what makes it funny. That's what makes this skit so funny is because yeah. his enthusiasm for for quote-unquote discovering inward singing um it's it is it's funny i really appreciate it and actually it leads really well into the next song because at the end of this uh you know because of that little fight right jack black's like fuck you you're
0: fired and and kyle gass is like no man i quit and that gives us our next song which is called kyle quit the band
2: last week kyle quit the band now we're back together uh Misunderstanding, didn't understand It doesn't matter, now we're back together again La 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 Couldn't split up Cato and Nash That's true Couldn't split up Tango and Cash That's also true This is our song of exalt and joy Because we only came to kick some ass Rock the fucking house and kick some ass. What we gonna do with
0: all the cash I find it funny that though they immediately they tell you okay Kyle <laughs> quit the band but now he's back now, so he's even though it. the whole song is called Kyle quit the band it's resolved within like the first five seconds of the song
1: <laughs> yeah it is which is funny so, again just kind of dumb um yeah, yeah. but uh, the song's good you know it's all about you know the team is back
0: and they' they'll always be together uh, yeah, I, it's, I do it's, appreciate their commitment to the acoustic guitar where yes. they get to the rocking part with like some distortion, but an acoustic guitar does the guitar solo.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I they, I mean, just obviously electric or sorry, obviously acoustic guitar is Kyle Gass's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause he's like the main guitarist, at least with the acoustic stuff. But yeah, yeah I mean, and for a, a band that talks so much about metal and like <laughs> rock, they, they Almost every song starts off with an acoustic uh right. you know start to each song which is kind of funny. But it works. I like
0: yeah. it. <laughs> I think that's why I think that's probably why it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right and then we get uh, another song called The Road.
2: The road is fucking hard.
0: The thing that actually kind of bothered me about this song, I really like the sort of rockabilly thing they do at the beginning mm-hmm. because it's different from everything. Yeah, and then they go into their sort of like a little acoustic sort of interlude in the middle, but then they come back out of it in like a modern rock style. And while yeah. the the modern rock style I think is is it's fine, it sounds good. I wanted them to go back to the rockabilly. Uh, and, okay. I, and I wanted that from go more go of the full song. circle. Kinda. Yeah, I wanted it to go for full circles because because the back half of this song sounds more like the rest of their stuff than the yeah, front half. So I wanted I wanted that that uh that different sound.
1: Gotcha. I I actually probably I probably lean towards the latter half of the song cuz I like that that sound.
0: Well, that's I mean that sounds it's cleaner. It's more yeah. what we grew, you know, grew up listening to. We didn't listen to a lot of rockabilly stuff. Mm-mm. But I was appreciating that they were giving me a different style, and I, I wanted that back by the end of it. Yeah. Fair
1: enough. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I do like, I appreciate that this song has like three distinctive styles kind yeah. of mashed into, flowed into it. Um, yeah, and for songwriting reasons, I can I can totally understand the go back to the rockability kind of do that loop. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of fun. You know, this song's all about being out on the road or whatnot. I will say I love the line, when you're snacking on a tasty boosh. Right after this <laughs> show, just—I mean, they talk about ridiculous stuff. He's just talking about eating out some random girl at it from a, after a show. Like, yeah. there you go. God, that's funny to me. <laughs> it's that rock and roll
0: lifestyle, Adam. Yes,
1: when you're snacking on a tasty boosha <laughs> right after. But it's also—it's also funny because I don't know. I feel like a lot of rockers will talk about you know getting their dick sucked and stuff like that. Um, right. And you know, or, or or fucking, or things like, and they obviously they talk a lot about fucking, but he they talk about no man, they're romantic, you know they <laughs> they're not afraid to go down on somebody <laughs> that kind of thing, you know, <laughs> so I, I that's why I think it's also kind of it's kind of funny why it's it, it extra funny because it flips some of that shit yeah they're rockers you know but they're they're more excited about you know eating out your butthole or whatever <laughs> or or your vagina or whatever you know that, as opposed to you know. I don't know it's the the interesting pleasures they get out of the road if you will the road life
0: oh oh boy
1: can you tell yeah can you tell I'm really digging this album this (laughs) album like yes because this is
0: this is your humor
1: this is my humor man this is is. parental advisory this is we should put the parental vet advisory sticker on this like
0: on our own fucking (laughs) thumbnail for this because it's just it's perfect um you know what uh, it, it makes sense because our next little skit, I think, is a combination of two things that I think you enjoy, which <laughs> yeah. is working out and dick jokes. <laughs> That's the skit right. called Cock Push-Ups. <laughs> One is all you need, John.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love that.
0: I mean, I it's, mean yeah. it's a stupid idea. Yeah. Yeah. It did make me giggle.
1: It's funny. God, yes. I love this skit. It it, it might be my favorite skit on the entire really? album. Yeah. It's okay. short. It's only like a 40-second skit, But it's yeah. – I mean, yeah. It's a, the whole the whole idea of a co- – I mean, just think about it, man. Think <laughs> about it, man. <laughs> um, it it sounds painful. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, well, not at first. Your cock's not going to be able to support your weight, but then you work on it. Now, granted, I'm too fat. I mean, yes, <laughs> I enjoy working out. I enjoy lifting. I enjoy strength. I would say I'm more of like – I like the strongman type. Uh-huh. Strongman, you can still eat whatever the fuck you want, <laughs> and you get stronger. Um, not like the bodybuilding where you have to like – eat nothing yeah. or not eat nothing but like eat very lean uh so yeah i'm fat but i'm strong uh, but cock push-ups yeah <laughs> cock push-ups it's god it's funny
0: <laughs> all right let's move on to the next track which is just called
2: lee, 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 lee we're talking lee
0: the songs on this album this one probably might be my least favorite Uh,
1: I can kind of I can kind of understand that it comes out of nowhere a lot of the other ones are at least set up by a skit the cock pushups doesn't lead into Lee at all Um, Lee is just it's kind of put in there and honestly even the character of Lee like we don't hear about him elsewhere Lee is actually a character from the show Tenacious D on on the HBO show oh okay he's played by a guy named J.R. Reed he actually reappears in Pick of Destiny as well but it's like similarly to Explosivo it kind of de- devolves at the end of this song yeah um, not as bad as Explosivo but you know it's a fun song but yeah it's definitely a, definitely a latter half of like of the songs
0: right so. alright well I'm just gonna push forward then okay Um. and we come to but with, with a cock push up <laughs> oh, we've already done cock push ups I'll keep bringing them up if I can <laughs> Uh, we're coming to the only track on this album not written by Tenacious D. Oh. And I'm assuming that this skit actually comes from the TV show because mm-hmm. the writer of this skit is cited as Bob Odenkirk. Oh, shit. Yeah, it had to be from the show then. Yeah. Uh, and it is just called The Friendship Test. Yeah, this one really didn't do anything for me either. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like it, okay? Uh, That's fine. <laughs> there's a lot of things I like about this
1: album. But... Um, it's, it sets up the next song perfectly, but it's like, eh, I don't know, it's got like that, you know, I don't know, like a homosexuality test kind of, right. you know, so when you're like, hey, I love you. What? Uh, and you're like, you don't know what to say, you know, if that kind of thing. Because when you're a boy, when you're like a 13-year-old boy like I was when you're, <laughs> when you're having this thing, that kind of humor is perfect. I don't think Jack Black and Kyle Gass grew out of that mentality ever, <laughs> but yeah. um, it's funny, and I will say – I absolutely will use the ender line that they have here. You passed barely. You know what you got? F plus. I say <laughs> F plus a lot. You know, when it comes to like, oh man, you barely passed that. You got an F plus. So I, those little things, uh, it's just funny how, how it kind of sticks in the head.
0: And But the song leads us uh, into, a, or the skit leads us rather, uh, into a aptly named song called Friendship.
2: Friendship is rare Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, again, the song does nothing for me.
1: <laughs> it's an okay one. I mean, I think it's, it's an a, okay
0: song. It's yeah, an okay it, song.
1: It's an overall pretty song about friendship. And <laughs> Jack Black's and you know, Jables and KG's love and friendship that they have. Uh um, yeah. It's a lower half. It's okay. They did do this song, you remember that show, Crank Anchors with the puppets? Yeah. They did this song, now granted, they, I think they just used this the, the, the track, but they there was a whole thing where they had a puppet, Kyle Gass and a puppet Jack Black, <laughs> doing uh, like almost like a music video, honestly, um, okay. of the friendship song. And I kind of like that. Kind of watching that is a little bit little bit makes it a little bit more more enjoyable. but yeah, the song is is fine. you know I, I appreciate it, but um, it's not one I go back to and pick out
2: right.
0: All right, that brings us to another skit called karate schnitzel well it was in there (laughs) (laughs) this one this one actually did make me giggle a little bit okay uh first of all why did they pick schnitzel just because it's a funny word i I think so now can Um, you
1: explain to people what schnitzel is
0: uh yeah so uh schnitzel um is actually like a breaded cutlet Mm -hmm. it's been flattened um wiener schnitzel Um, is usually done with veal, uh, which I think the Wiener refers to... Wiener uh, schnitzel, yeah, is veal. Is veal. So, um, so yeah, so it basically... Basically, chicken fried steak Mm. is essentially Wiener schnitzel. Yeah, yeah. It's the same basic idea. In fact, the chicken fried steak was probably invented most likely by German immigrants in Texas who moved to Texas and then just used the ingredients they had around them, which was cow, Mm -hmm. you know, steer particularly they didn't eat a lot of veal in texas because they were you know using cows more for herding so uh it's schnitzel is delicious i love yeah, it exactly i mean you just you
1: pound it to like a flat kind of thing yeah um i mean similar like honestly like a, like a pork tenderloin uh like a fried pork tenderloin that's basically schnitzel yeah um anything that's that pounded flat and then fried uh, i think a lot of people don't know schnitzel has also kind of been used for like you know, I think people who don't know German or don't know food consider it like a sausage because they, well, they it would be tied in with German.
0: There's a whole freaking fast food chain out here called Wiener Schnitzel. That's a hot dog joint. Yeah, you're right. And the first time I went to Wiener Schnitzel, I got mad because <laughs> they didn't, have, they any didn't have actual Wiener Schnitzel.
1: <laughs> you're right. That is, you know, that's probably exactly why um, a lot of people can uh, tie them in with hot dogs or or sausage. Yeah. So, but, but the moral of that skit. Don't eat another person's fucking schnitzel.
0: <laughs> it's simple. <laughs> all right, and that leads us to our next song called Karate.
2: With karate I kick your ass Here to Tiananmen Square Oh yeah, motherfucker I'm gonna kick your fucking dairy hair, yeah, yeah You broke the rules Now I pull out all your pubic hair You motherfucker me and then he lied, try to hide, and I deep inside, and you know the reason why I'm to kick your ass. This
0: one I I kind of like I had like a little spark after at the beginning of it. When he's like, mm-hmm. with karate I'll kick your ass. And I was like, Oh, yeah, I definitely think I've heard this one before.
1: Okay. Good. A little bit of memory. Yeah. Uh again, you're right though. Um after after Fucker Gently, a lot of these songs, not definitely not all of them for me, but a lot of them are second half material quality yeah. wise i do like the lines you know the the if you break the rules i'll, I'll pull out all of your pubic hair that's pretty pretty hurtful funny <laughs> yeah. there is a there's a backwards message at the end of this song uh, if you if you, if you, if, you listen, if you listen to it all the way at the to the end of this song there's a backwards message that if you play it in reverse it says eat donkey crap <laughs> isn't that isn't that why? eloquent <laughs> why I don't know why, cause it's fucking tenacious D. Oh. But yeah, uh, all right, your motherfucker. I always like that the way they they harmonize on the motherfucker. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, and then I I do love that. brother. Kyle betrayed me, and then he lied, tried to hide, and you know the and you know the reason why. Like it just it's again again you can pull out decent musical skill. Yeah, but they're using it for weird shit. <laughs>
0: All right. Let's move on to the next one called Rock Your Socks.
2: That is Mark and it rocks. It's a rock block of rock that he learned in the school called the School of Hard Knocks. Get up from KG. Get up for me. Get
0: All right, so if I was um, if I was ranking my favorite songs on this album, this one would probably be number four. Okay, this is my number five. I would have to say. Okay, um, yeah. I definitely remembered this song. Uh, part of it is because when I first heard it, when I was in high school, I actually did learn the beret and E minor, which is the the Bach piece that he's playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Which I it's... don't remember if it was originally intended for guitar. I think it just it happened to be in a key that worked uh, really well for the guitar. When
1: I looked it up, it says um, E minor for lute. So loot. I think it okay. was originally designed for lute, which is a type of guitar.
0: Yes, it's a type of guitar. But the it, the strings on the lute are not the same necessarily on the ones on mm. guitar, but it just happened to work out that it works out really, really well yeah. on a guitar. Um, so I, I this this song, actually, I, I can jam to a good bit. Okay. Yeah, I like I mean, this it, one. It rocks. It rocks your socks off at first, and then it yep. kind of gives you some of that,
1: that classical sauce, as they call it. I love that. I love the <laughs> classical sauce. Um, yeah. And then it kind of goes back to rocking. Uh, and then they, they talk about Cleveland steamers, <laughs> which is kind of gross. But yeah, that part. I'm laughing weird. my
0: ass off, not going to lie. <laughs> and then we get uh, another skit, which is actually probably their longest skit Yeah. in this whole thing called Drive Through.
1: Take two of the nuggets and shove them up your ass.
0: All right, so I, I will admit this one I got about halfway through it and I'm like, dear God, I'm only halfway through the skit and I was <laughs> oh. already bored. So oh, I just, God. I just flipped forward.
1: Oh no, this is another one of my favorites. This oh, is like this one I and cock push-ups are my it. two favorites.
0: I couldn't stand it.
1: <laughs> That's part of the whole joke, John, as to why it's taking so long
0: to order. I under I understand the joke and I appreciate what they're trying to do. But as somebody who's kind of worked in food service, I cannot stand people like that. <laughs> I just can't. I want to punch them in their fucking face. Yeah, it's too and personal I for wanted you. nothing more than to punch Jack Black in his fucking face after listening to a minute of this. So uh-huh. I had to move on or else I was not going to get through it.
1: Uh, I find it funny. I mean, I love what an ass he is. Um, I mean, t- yeah, takes him or- takes him forever to order. He's so mean to the worker. He's so mean to to Kyle, and that's something actually that we kind of haven't talked about too much throughout this whole album. <laughs> he kind of like he kind of shits on Kyle Gas the entire time, like are yeah, best bit. buds. But he, but he's also uh, he's obviously the dominant force. <laughs> kind of shits on his buddy though. Um, yeah, I get it. I love it. I think it's great. I, I absolutely adore this skit, and I love at the end of it where they don't have enough money to pay for everything it says okay I need to cancel the last two things on the order the last two things on the order are Kyle Gass's order and so <laughs> it's just like it fucks him over again so right. you missed that because you skipped it it's funny
0: I'm sure it's hilarious but there's, there's no way I'm ever gonna sit through that whole fucking sketch there's just not
1: <laughs> damn it <laughs> it's only three minutes
0: I know alright let's go to track number 20 oh we're almost there closing in yep uh, called Double Team <laughs> i All right, so, um, yeah, this one did nothing for me either.
1: Oh, this is this is my favorite song on the album. Really? Right here. Double Team. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, this no, not This one is at all. my humor. I'll let you talk, because, yeah, not at all. Oh, it's so much fun. It's so silly. It's about them just overtly sexual, about tag-teaming a woman, obviously, them yeah. having sex with a woman. You know, it's... This song actually also appears in A Pick of Destiny, so it's funny on that, um, but just there's some really good, they use like a synthesizer, you know, that kind of add some funk mm-hmm. on this one as well, yeah. but it just, they kind of change up some stuff with double team, just kind of how it flows. I love it a lot. I'll tell you, not even in a sexual way. If my face is anywhere down near my wife's feet, I will almost, and she is so sick of this line. She fucking hates it, but I always go to her I go, I don't mind sucking on toes. Like, yeah. I love that line, man. When they're when they're like, oh, "It's me, it's JB. I'm sucking upon your toes. We don't mind sucking on toes." And I say that I don't mind sucking on toes all the time for just to be funny. And she she doesn't know the song. She doesn't mm-hmm. know this album. It's not funny to her. It's funny to me. <laughs> but she's just like gross, Adam. What the fuck? And I'm just like I love it. I give her a stupid face and I do the hand claps. And it's just I love it, man. This is this is a silly, just perfect Adam humor dumbass song, and I appreciate it
0: sometimes I have no idea how your wife puts up with you honestly <laughs> yeah it's because of those cock push-ups <laughs> <laughs> just just that one
1: just that one it's all one's all you need
0: uh, all right let's well, uh, we're finally made it to the end but we're we're coming in with the longest one because uh, we got a medley of three different tunes called city hall I believe and Malibu nights
2: lots of times with me Goes down in City home. we get the feeling we should fuck shit up. Yeah, we should fucking start a riot, a riot. We have screaming in the streets. We have dipping over shit and breaking fucking windows of small businesses and setting fucking fires and setting fucking fires.
0: So I'll just say that other than Rock Your Socks, I was already numb to the album by the end <laughs> by the time I get to this song. So I really, I kind of, I, I got through the song and I was like, oh, it's over. I, I really wasn't paying attention at all. <laughs> Nothing grabbed me in this song. Yeah.
1: I mean it's a fifty one minute long album. That's not particularly longer than a lot of other albums. No. It's just like all these different tracks. It takes you it's taking you through such a such a wild ride.
0: Right? <laughs> wild ride is a definitely a good way of saying it.
1: Yeah. Um I I appreciate this song. I think it's a lot of fun. It's ridiculously long. The City Hall song itself is very long. It's all about rising up against City Hall. Maybe it's because I work in City Hall. I find it even <laughs> more funny now. Um, but yeah, like this is it's it's I I've mentioned – I think I've mentioned before that my all-time favorite Weird Al song is Albuquerque mm-hmm. because it just takes you on this wild journey, and it gets more and more ridiculous. And this song is kind of – not not similar as ridiculous as Albuquerque, but it's still like – it's it's crazy kind of story, whatever they dive into, um, about City Hall and and post-apocalyptic kind of shit or whatever and then becoming like the leaders. But it is funny, and I appreciate that, and I like – Going on this story journey with them for City Hall, and so I like that part. And so I, okay. I always, and I probably say even more
0: now than even in high school, appreciate City Hall. Okay, that's fair enough. Okay, uh, all right, and that brings us to yeah. the end of the album. Yeah. Um, oh, we, we
1: well we didn't talk we didn't talk the I believe or you gonna know, do the this this the, 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 the uh, hidden track? So they have this one little quick track called I Believe, which is pretty much just Kyle Gass going, I believe in God. Do you believe? I believe in God. It's literally, I think they just added it in there because they're probably dicking around on microphones. And they're like, hey, that's funny. Let's throw it in. Yeah. And then at the very end, they have this, uh, they have a hidden track. So there's like, there's probably about like two minutes or a minute and a half of silence before they dive into the the actual hidden track, which is called Malibu Nights. Malibu Nights, Tangerine Dreams. Malibu, taking a poo. Uh, stupid stuff, obviously. Um, But it, it's funny because it starts off, well, well, did you come did just it starts off with like a uh, well, did you come up with this one? And then he starts playing this tune. It's almost like it was like a retort for the one note song mm-hmm. because Jack Black was making fun of him for making that one. Um uh, it's it's a very meh ender to the album. Yeah. I wish I wish it was a little bit funnier. And it it even kind of just kind of trails off at the end and it doesn't it doesn't give me like that good fist up the ass that I'm hoping from a tenacious D ender, you know? Right. That's what I want.
0: So all right. Uh, well, I'm going to give you my final thoughts first, and this is going to be short and sweet. <laughs> I already liked Fucker Gently. I mm-hmm. just thought that was a funny song. I was fine with that one. Um, I appreciated some of the other ones, probably Wonder Boy, Tribute, and Rock Your Socks. Those four are probably going to be the only ones I will ever listen to again off this album. Mm-hmm. Um, I did come away with a more of a pre- an appreciation for their musical talent okay. than I probably had before. So I gained that from this. But I will probably never listen to this album again. It yeah. uh, doesn't surprise me. It
1: saddens me, John, That's, my I brother.
0: <laughs> so, uh, and
1: No spoiler alert here. I adore, not even, like, love. I absolutely caress. I gently fuck this album, and then I will fuck it hard. I will do everything, and then I will let it fuck me. Like, this album means a lot to me because it's just <laughs> – it really is. It's my fucking you. If anybody wants to know Adam and get to know me and just be like, "What's in your head, Adam?" <laughs> listen to Tenacious D. Listen to this album, and you will get me. Um, I, I appreciate this. I particularly, I particularly listen to this song on road trips. I think it's great for when it's just me. Mm-hmm. Honestly. I have played it with my wife in the car on road trips and she's like, what the fuck is this, Adam? (laughs) Just like, sorry, honey, you're going to suffer through it because I love it. Um, But yeah, I I probably play this, this whole album a couple times a year, maybe like, maybe like twice a year. I'll listen to this entire album through. It rocks. (laughs) I love the accompaniment of the, the acoustic guitar and the heavy use of the acoustic guitar fits really well, especially with how much rocking they're doing as well. It's funny all the way through. It has zero depth. And I, Sometimes I just want that. I appreciate that there is, there's really no depth in this fucking album. It's just dumb. It's meant to be funny. It's meant to be joking on shit. It's meant to be stupid. And I love that. And so I can understand people not liking it. I can even understand people not liking Tenacious
0: D at all. But me, I'm a fucking fan. All right. And that was our review of the self-titled album Tenacious D. Please join us next time for a fairy tale-inspired episode, as we break down the 1965 made-for-TV version of Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, discuss the 80s TV show Beauty and the Beast and do a fan casting of the comic book series, Fables. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash cast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at cast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time.